Let's begin now. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson producing. Usually Julio's held this thing down for every Thursday for what, past 10 years? You know what you just stepped into here, Grant? You I have no idea. You just stepped into the Julio shoes? Yeah. You're rocking your uh, Vegas Golden Knights jersey? I like it. Longtime fan you are. But you know what, though, Grant? I like that you like the NHL because you appreciate the good hockey. The NHL Stanley Cup, though, did suck. I mean, think you're the, mocking me, but I've been a fan since the team started. I, I'm not Six mocking long, you. Six long, hard years. You, you picked a team and you said, I'm sticking with this team, yeah. even though they go to the Stanley Cup their first year, didn't win it. But here I they didn't go. know that. Did you go crazy when they had Wayne Newton come out there and ring the bell? I love Wayne Newton. Big fan. Have you seen Wayne Newton? I couldn't tell you what Wayne Newton's famous for. We get a lot of Golden Knights fans around here. It started from the beginning, and I like that. But you can do that because Josh Klingler in the morning, he picked the Seattle Kraken. Whenever the Seattle Kraken got a team, he goes and jumps right into it. But the Kansas City Chiefs, they culminated with their uh, mandatory mini camp today. So all that stuff is done. The three OTAs done, rookie mini camp, all that stuff's done. This was the mandatory mini camp this week. Done. Andy Reid spoke. Patrick Mahomes spoke. It was good stuff. But now it's time for the Chiefs to go chill. To go chill until they show up to training camp in July. It's going to be a week earlier than normal because they play that Thursday night game. Of course, the opening night game against the uh, Detroit Lions. So, actually start training camp a bit early. But people are uh, itching to get to St. Joe. Because last time they won a title, you weren't able to go to St. Joe. You enjoyed the Super Bowl. You went to the parade. And then the whole world just shut down. And you weren't able to go to training camp. And life was really weird. But now you can go up there. Now you can go up there. You can go to the game one against the Lions, see the banner being lowered. I mean, it's fun. And the players, all the celebrations they've done in the offseason from, you know, the night shows, uh, the tonight shows, Jimmy Fallon, whoever they've been on, the White House visit, you name it, the Chiefs have done it. Still get the match coming up with Mahomes and Kelsey uh, versus Steph and Clay Thompson. That's actually going to be a lot of fun out in Vegas. Speaking of Vegas, Grant, uh, they're going to be out there doing that. But tonight, it all ends. Because tonight is the ring ceremony. The private ring ceremony for the Kansas City Chiefs that will be held at Union Station. So media can be there for the red carpet. That's where Dusty is. Dusty that's usually right here. The werewolf, the dirty werewolf, is on the red carpet. You'll see his interviews. What night is Justin, our digital guy, is down there with him. Pete Sweeney's down there on the red carpet as well. But we'll hear from Dustman, who will check in with us and talk about the red carpet. And then they're sealing the thing off. No media, whatever, just Chiefs getting the rings. They've invited the players. You know, they ended up on different teams, like they did the White House or whatever. They can still, you know, travel on their own fruition and come to Kansas City and get their rings. Don't know what they look like. You will soon know what they look like because they'll be plastered all over social media, I'm sure. But the last rings were impressive for the Kansas City Chiefs. But it's go time at this point. Because, again, tonight's kind of that last celebration. And the rest of the NFL can chill out now because they're tired of every time they flip on the TV or whatever, they're talking Chiefs. Well, you know what? That's what happens when you win. That's what happens when you're good. Because the jealousy sinks in around the NFL that the Chiefs are now this team, five straight trips to the AFC title game, three Super Bowls in the last four years, 
two rings. Yeah, the NFL draft was in Kansas City, which is funny because they just won the Super Bowl and that had happened before. And it looked like a Chase Pep rally. But you know what? That's what happens when you win. Get used to the deal. Because all eyes were on Kansas City. They're all eyes are going to be on here tonight with people, you know, nationally, you know, tweeting out the, the Chiefs rings and the bling. Do you like all that bling, Grant? Because you look like you'd rock the ring. I mean, I feel like you have to rock the ring, right? You got to rock the ring. Just every single, like, occasion, weddings, birthday uh, of parties. Of course, man. Everything. You got to be careful with it. Because people are eyeing that ring. But if you're sitting at a bar, that, that is your never buy a beer card right there. Now, a lot of the Chiefs or a handful of Chiefs have multiple rings now. Are you going to wear multiple rings out or do you just pick one? Well, you get to wear multiple. I mean, I, I think you just pick one. You're never going to see Mahomes and Kelsey and Reed and these guys rocking both. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to do it. But like the 53rd, the 53rd man on the roster, he'll rock. Like, I'm sure Jarek McKinnon will be rocking that ring and he's back. I'm sure he'll wear, rock. Kadarius Tony will probably be rocking the ring. Because he's happy to be here in Kansas City wearing it, but you have to admit, Grant, like if, you, if you're if you're from the '85 Royals, say you're Greg Pryor and you went out, you know, anywhere and you got that '85 World Champion Royals ring on, you think these guys had to pay for a beer at a bar? You think they really did? You think Hosmer, you know, even though he's released by the Cubs and whatever, he's still a member of that 2015 Royals. You saw how much they like him. There's nothing to cheer about in Kansas City, but like when Lorenzo Kane came back, celebration, Moose came back, everybody stood and clapped. These guys don't have to buy beer in Kansas City. The funny thing was when Alex Gordon signed his big contract there right after the 15th season, he went to he went to lunch over uh, somewhere out here, and whoever was there bought his lunch. After he just signed that making contract, someone bought his lunch because that's what this town does. But tonight the celebration ends for the Chiefs, and they turn their attention to repeating. Eight teams have repeated since Super Bowls began. Seven Different teams. One team did it twice. The Steelers did it twice. We haven't seen a repeat champion since 04-05 New England Patriots. When the Patri- 04 season with the 05 Super Bowl between New England Patriots. So it's been, a, it's been a little bit of a time. I've got Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network who does the uh, data and statistical analysis for NFL Network coming on here about 6-15. What are the Chiefs' chances? What are their chances to repeat? Will they repeat? Do you dare pick somebody else, Grant? Do you dare pick somebody else to win this division after seven straight times? The national media seem to be like, okay, we're not going to do it. And this is hot take season. This is hot take season when everybody picks the Chargers. Everybody's going to love Sean Payton going to the Broncos just like they did last year with Russ. Hey, you can fix Russell Wilson. Like, no one's going to be singing the Raiders' praises like last year because the Raiders, who knows how far they're going to be. They're going to be so bad this year. They're going to be fighting the Cardinals, I feel, for a top draft pick next year. Will the Chiefs repeat? Grant, you like to throw a little wager from time to time on things. I've been known, sure. Would you bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this year? Best odds? I, I have no idea. What is, do you know what the number is, the odds are? I probably wouldn't bet on them just because at this point they're not going to have – they're going to be the, the favorites. So you wait until they're, they're like – They are the favorites, yeah. Just wait until the middle of the season. You might be able to get better odds then. But I'm not picking against the Chiefs, so there's no other team in the NFL that I would pick. If you were picking one other team, who would it be? One other team? Because right May- now the Chiefs are plus 600. Eagles are plus 800. That's Bills a- are plus 900. Cincinnati's plus 1,000. And let me tell you, 
They get disrespect. They were like 15th last year. The two that popped in my mind. They're behind Buffalo. Come on, man. It was the Bengals and the Eagles that popped into my mind from each each of the conferences. The thing is, I don't want to pick the Bengals because I think the Chiefs are better than them. I don't want to pick the Eagles because I think getting to a Super Bowl is pretty tough. And, and I think it, you think it's tough. I think it's tough. And so I, I just I don't know. I don't see them doing it again. That's still it's good odds for the Chiefs. I mean, it's still plus six hundred. So take that hundred dollar bill burning in your pocket, man, and just sit and wait on it. See what happens. So Dusty will be checking in with us. We got Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network joining us uh, coming up here right after our break. We got Ron Cop from Arrowhead Pride uh, putting the bow kind of on this off season a mandatory mini camp. Pete is down at uh, down at the uh, Chiefs uh, ring ceremony at Union Station, and Mitch will be hosting everything. Right, the, the, the private ceremony. Mitch has these shoes on, man. It's got his is his famous saying. Remember the whole, you can doubt the Chiefs, you can dislike the Chiefs, disrespect the Chiefs. It's perfect. He's got that on these shoes. And on the other shoes, Touchdown Kansas City, they're painted by my dude, uh, Craig Greco, that I've had on. Because he did the Karloftis and Cochran shoes and he, Sky He does Moore. a lot of cleats, right? My cause my cleats. But he, yeah. he did. Um, he's the painting cop. And he did these shoes for Mitch. But he's made this his career. But the guy could paint like you wouldn't believe it. Mitch came and picked him up the other day. He's rocking him because Harold Coons had a picture of what they're wearing down there on the red carpet. Hopefully Dusty talks to him about it. But Craig's going to be in the uh, Cody and Gold garage sale too. You can buy shoes and Craig will paint them up. Craig will paint them up for you. I'm going to take a pair of shoes for you, Grant. What would you get on your shoes? You can get them painted right now. I put a little saint on them, a little but, picture on but them. But my shoes look like crap. Yeah, but you get a brand new pair of shoes. We're not going to take the shoes you're currently wearing. The shoes I'm wearing are trash, too. Well, you know. Oh, but you, what would you, you put, you put in the you shoes? Buy new shoes? But they, that's what they, they're going to do. These are going to be new shoes that he paints. So we'll hear from Dusty, who's all dressed up, down on the red carpet. I'm not sure if he's wearing the tux like he had at the draft. I'm just kidding. I don't think Dusty wore a tux at the draft. Or did he? I think he wore a suit. We'll ask him. We'll ask Dusty what he's wearing. Because he was chosen to be down there on the red carpet which his interviews in these situations are phenomenal. Big 12 media days, it doesn't matter. Dusty's a good interview. Oh, 100%. Because he's funny. He's funny. You know, this is perfect for him. But it's shut down time for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes spoke about what they do, uh, including um, a phone call on what time Andy Reid likes to call um, during this little offseason. We'll talk about that later as well. But Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network, the odds of Kansas City doing it again next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And welcome back to Vinkley Grant Nicholson producing the operation with Dustman. It's uh, at the red carpet where the Chiefs are getting the rings. We just saw the owner, Clark Hunt, show off the ring on the red carpet. It's got Arrowhead on. It's got Arrowhead on. But that is your... Get a beer at a bar in Kansas City forever if you wear that ring. Our next guest, Cynthia Freeland from NFL uh, Network, joins us now. Always great work uh, with her. You can follow her along on Twitter, at C Freeland, F-R-E-L-U-N-D. Cynthia, good evening. Hello, hello. How are you? These rings, man. These, <laughs> I mean, if you look back at rings from like 85, 86, mm-hmm. even going back in the 70s, they could like fit inside these things, like not even oh, yeah. close. These rings are getting so extravagant. 
They, we, uh, last, or I guess two years ago now, before the Super Bowl when it was in LA, they brought the rings to our studio and we got to see every single ring since oh. like the beginning. It was so cool. And, you know, the guy was standing there watching you because, you know, it was, it, it was a little tempting to be like, maybe I should just put this in my pocket and run away. Well, <laughs> but no, it was awesome. Yeah, it's amazing how, just how good these rings look. And, you know, former players with different teams, they'll fly in, they'll go get them. But the Chiefs doing a private ring ceremony. They did their last one kind of during COVID, and it was kind of on the field and stuff like that. But they're using Union Station, the same place um, that they had. Uh, the NFL draft, but, but Cynthia, when you look at this team and obviously, you know, it's starting to come up last year was kind of the hot take season where people, there were, there were people <laughs> in the national media that actually said the chiefs weren't even going to make the playoffs, which you, you, I wasn't one of them. Well, so. I know you weren't, I know you weren't, <laughs> I know you weren't Cynthia because you, you, you look at the statistical data and realize, you know, how good the chiefs offense been in points per drive in the last five years. It's been incredible. But last year was a lot of that. There's not so much this year because you got Mahomes. Andy Reid's behind Belichick. Yeah, he's he's a ways behind him, but he's by far in second place for most postseason all-time wins. But we've seen eight teams do it. Seven different teams repeat as champions because Pittsburgh did it twice. But the last team to do it was the Patriots in 04 and 05. Can the Chiefs break 18 years of that and actually win the ring? Because Mahomes has been in the AFC title game every year that he's been a starter. You know, the funny part is, is, I usually don't like to like say like wow back to back and all this. It's really hard to to say that. But if you look at what's going on in the AFC and just making the playoffs for many divisions is going to be a total nightmare. Like what's going on in the AFC East? Like that's going to be a like a ugh, no thank you. But ultimately, the best chance to get like you got to get into the postseason. And I don't think anyone in the AFC has a better chance than you know right now saying hey we're going to make it to the postseason. Chiefs, I feel like. That's a really strong probability, which means the probability for them to make it going back to back. Like I, I think they could. I think they could be the team to do it. Cynthia, you you, you deal with um, analytics and probability and stuff for NFL Network. What would you say? I mean, if you had a quarterback like Mahomes, they did redshirt his first year behind Alex Smith, and they had to be tempted to use him because they knew how good he was. Watch him on the practice field, but they didn't do it. Um, they let Alex Smith go ahead and, and be the starter. But they say, hey, okay, here's the guy starting five straight years of an AFC title game, two Super Bowls, <laughs> going to three of them. I mean, the probability of that is probably yeah. at 5%, 4%. Oh, very low. And, you know, the other thing you have to remember is not many quarterbacks of Mahomes' talent, because we don't see very many, but the fact that they, you know, have a deal with him that provides for other players. Like, it's a yeah. nice incentive deal. Like, Brett Beach really masterfully – made that because it properly incentivizes Patrick Mahomes to win games, you make more money, et cetera. But it also leaves room and space for them to be creative with the cap and figure out how to get the right players in at the right time, which is so important. We all know how important that is, but a lot of quarterbacks of his caliber just wouldn't be willing to do something like that. So it's kind of the marriage of the right coach, the right GM, and certainly the right quarterback. Well, It's unbelievable stuff. And one other thing, uh, Cynthia, uh, before the, this draft here in, in 2023, because we don't know who's going to be on the roster and who's not, and we'll have to wait and see what training camp does for that. But going into this year, 21 of the last 22 draft picks are still on the roster. Like the, well, that nine is, played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> they, they played, but 21 of, 21 of 22, and that includes yeah. the pandemic year, which which is wild. Which is wild because fourth and fifth rounders, you know, a lot of them even aren't, weren't on teams were cutting even third rounders. A lot of third rounders cut. In camp, because you didn't know, because you didn't have a body of work on them. 
But that's a high probability or low probability too, having 21 and 22. Well, the reality is, is many teams, especially teams that aren't so good, they don't get a chance to have the continuity of having the GM and the head coach be on the same page. And it's kind of like this nice reinforcement of these good things back and forth. It was kind of like the Brady and Belichick era. Like, is it Brady or is it Belichick? I remember all those questions. Like, who's the real reason for their success? And you're like, it's actually both. But at the same time, you know, look like you have the opportunity for the team to have a strategy and enact that strategy. And then, by the way, they can figure out, okay, these are our free agents. These are high probability free agents. They had a lot of continuity during COVID for the starters, which was very helpful. And the other teams in the division didn't didn't get any better. And that that also helps because, you know, the division really makes I, I can't stress enough how important, like which division you're in happens to be because. Like, look at the NFC South right now. A lot of people could just go in the NFC South and, you know, write their ticket to the playoffs. But that's that's not the way it goes. Cynthia, when you look at these, uh, when you when you look at the AFC and you look at the different divisions, I have a question here because I, I it, it wasn't a hot take at all. Just you put out your predictions that you think they're going to happen during the NFL, and I have the Dolphins, believe it or not, finishing behind. Well, it's it's not even that unbelievable, but finishing behind the Bills, the Jets. And even the Patriots. And if DeAndre Hopkins ends up there, which we don't know where he's going to end up, with Juju's injury history and what we're hearing now more and more about him, yeah, we'll see what happens. But that'll be a dogfight, I think, between Miami and New England for that last place spot. Am I crazy to think that or not? No, you're certainly not. However, the one thing that I will always stress is the fact that we didn't expect the Dolphins' defensive front to be very good last season, yeah. and they did outperform that pressure statistic that we all kind of thought going into it. And then this year they went out and they get Jalen Ramsey, and that will help the front too, right? Having a better corner gives you some more time to rush the passer. So ultimately, I'm looking at this team, and they're the one that I feel I have the I, I feel the least. The word is like the most volatile, or you know, they're they're the one I'm like I feel the least certain that I understand what the strategy of this team is because it feels like some of the tricks and I, I'll, I will say tricks because they had to keep adapting for Tua and then an injury and then back and all these things. But will those tricks still continue to work in year two? I don't know. Yeah. So that's the one where, cause quarterback to me is just absolutely like the biggest deal. And also the biggest question mark on that team. the other quarterbacks, I feel like I know a lot more about. In Sid, the division. Sid, you've been busy too. You did the uh, AFC and NFC uh, underrated kind of stars or underappreciated yeah. uh, players. For the Chiefs, you had Nick Bolton. And I think this was an interesting one because here was a guy that was picked 58. Brett Veach had said the second, <laughs> third round is the hot zone that year of the draft. He came over in the Orlando Brown deal. Like the Chiefs not only got Orlando Brown from Baltimore, but they got picked 58 as well. So Baltimore right. helped the Chiefs. And then the Bills traded out of that spot the year before, or two years before, to get Mahomes. So the Chiefs' rivals actually helped them become what they are. But anyway, Nick Bolton comes over, and he's been fantastic for the Kansas City Chiefs. But you think he's kind of underappreciated for what he does. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. It's very hard to pick a team because a lot of them, like, like I, I make these rules, right? Like can't have been a first rounder and they can't have been to too many pro bowl. <laughs> so it was like, well, the problem is, is a lot, there's not to say that they're not, you know, there's not guys who are to go overlooked a bit by the national media, but you know, on some hand, when you have such a good team like that, I could have picked a lot of different players. So it was, it was a little bit of a difficult one, but I felt like at least nationally, we don't talk about Nick Bolton enough. So that's kind of why I went with that one. 
That's good. Last question for you, Cynthia. I really appreciate you joining us here because yeah. we're officially in the off season now because mandatory minicamp was done today. They're getting their rings and Woo-hoo! we'll move on at this point. They're doing the old red carpet. Then they'll probably catch some flights um, out of town. You never know. All right. This guy's going to the whole thing. We all know this. He's had seven straight years of a thousand yards. <laughs> well, Travis Kelsey, and unless I'm not saying he's underrated or anything, people talking about, will he be considered the greatest ever? Now listen, he's got a long way to go catch Tony Gonzalez in yardage, but Postseason touchdowns, he's right behind Jerry Rice. Like postseason I mean, yardage, right behind. Yeah, he's got seven 1,000 yard years. Gonzalez, Witten, Gronk, all these guys only had four years of 1,000 yards. Kelsey's done seven in a row. And if he gets 1,000 yeah. this year, that is doubling up the next guy yeah. behind him. Will, will he be kind of in that conversation to be the best ever? Because he's got the postseason numbers and the regular season numbers to say it. If he isn't, I'd be really confused because not only does he have the numbers and statistics to back it up, but then you look at things like advanced statistics. He sort of changed the way we all expect the game to be played by that sort of pass-catching tight end. You saw it this year in the draft even. You know, you have guys that people are now expecting to be kind of in lieu of a wide receiver. They went with a tight end at their draft pick. So, you know, he changed our expectations of the position, even more than a Witten or even Tony Gonzalez. It's just those two felt like, you know, like, wow, this is like, inter- I want to say like interesting and different, but like now it's like, no, this is the expectation. They modeled college offenses after it. They leveraged that position in so many different ways. And by the way, we're passing more on first down than ever. You know, every single year we seem to be breaking those first down passing percentages. So part of that is because of guys in those short yard, short yard of situations that are those tight ends, like the Gronks, you know, but I, I think it really was Kelsey that made the real transition. That wasn't like, Oh, it's just this once in a while we get a good tight end. Now it's like, Nope, this is the norm. If you don't have one of these, are you doing, what are you doing? <laughs> I was just curious where he's getting up. We, we know he's not underrated, but I, I don't hear that number a lot where, you know, seven straight years of a thousand yards when four was, you know, the closest. and Greg Olson right. had three straight, and that was mm-hmm. a record at that point. And Kelsey's already doubled that plus one, uh, but he has a chance I mean, to double everybody up at a thousand yard seasons. Totally. And I mean, and I think he'll be really entertaining to watch on TV, just like Greg Olson too, but he has a chance to, you know, just blow those stats out of the water. So, I mean, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be, I, I, I don't know if I want to like be in a sports world where that's not at least like a really, really like strong conversation. <laughs> that makes no sense. It would make no sense if it didn't. Well, I'm just saying because he's, he's following a guy named Jerry Rice at this point as far as postseason because they're in the postseason yeah. all the yeah. time. So that's that's incredibly, incredibly uh, that's crazy. A, that's a pretty good comp. You know, I, I yeah. think I'd take it if I were. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would take anything with Jerry Rice 100%. Yeah. Man. Cynthia, you're the best. We love watching you on the NFL Network. Keep doing what you're doing. Love having you on. Thanks a lot, Cynthia. Thanks so much for having me in any time. All right, this Cynthia. Take care now. There's Bye. Cynthia Friedland right there from NFL Network. Statistical probability. Grant, are you with me on Kelsey? Could he possibly be underrated? I think it's unlikely he's underrated. I think it's more likely he's properly rated. He's like everyone thinks he's the best tight end in the league. No, I'm with you, but I hear a lot of, you know, Gonzalez has more yards and all this, but I will say this. He's got seven years of 1,000 yards. Gonzalez, Witten. Gronk, these guys had four. Sharp had three or three uh, one thousand yard seasons. Keep in mind, these these guys weren't all consecutive either. Olsen had the three in a row. He's got seven in a row. Every Chiefs championship, and he only follows Jerry Rice as far as uh, 
postseason yardage. In my opinion, he's the best tight end of all time. Well, I mean, he's but, sitting there with Jerry Rice in the postseason. I mean, it's it's Rice, Kelsey, Edelman, Gronk, Irvin. That's the list. Kelsey's tw- number two. Kelsey's a good player. Two Super Bowl <laughs> yeah. rings. That's what I'm saying, man. It's unbelievable. He is. We need to take a timeout. We come back. Talk a little bit more about the Kansas City Chiefs and kind of turning the page as both Mahomes and Reed ready to do a plus. What time in the morning uh, Reed might call Mahomes this offseason next? You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Oh, those Royals, man. Jay Binkley back, Grant Nicholson producing, Dustman, Dirty Werewolf, Dusty Likens down on the red carpet. Follow along with 610 on Twitter. See a lot of stuff from the Dustman. Mitch Holtus rocking the Greco paintwork shoes with his inscription about doubting the Chiefs and then on one's touchdown Kansas City. Great stuff. Grant Nicholson rocking the Vegas Knights because he's a longtime Vegas Knights fan every year since their inception, which is just fine, right? You picked the team and you went with them, and there's nothing wrong with that. Every single, every single day. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, here, I got a question for you though, because we are on the cusp of a very, very, very important day. One that's kind of an afterthought that I've had a soapbox on for years. Father's Day. It doesn't get the credit it deserves. It doesn't get the respect it deserves. I've often likened it to uh, a holiday waiting outside the club in line. Well, you know, you got Christmas and Thanksgiving and the fourth. Mother's I think it's important Day, to let the audience in the know you're also a father. Well, I am. Well, you've got a vested interest I in the holiday. I do have a vested interest, but they're sitting up in the VIP club, right? It's, hey, you know, give me a 15-minute warning on this meat. It's hot as hell. You're getting a bunch of meat thrown in your lap. Hey, go cook this. It's like, no, man. Take Dad out to eat, man. Show Dad some love. Let him go golfing or fishing or whatever the hell he wants to do. Give him a break. Grant, did you get your father anything yet? It's very important day, you know. I, I I have not. I have not. All the crap he put up with you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the long hair and everything. All the insults that you're going to throw my way. I'm you're, not throwing any no, insults. You're, right. you're a grown you're right. man. You're, you're a seasoned right. ticket holder, Grant. I told you to clean yourself up a little bit now that you're in the, uh, the cat backers. Are you in their club yet? Uh, I've not gone to a cat backer event yet, no. I need to change that, though. I have. You're a cat backer? No. Oh, okay. I had to, but speak, you've been to, I had to speak one time, yeah, Adam. Sure. Yeah. They just want to know about the recruiting, which now you need a roadmap for because the deal in the portal is before the portal and everything. It's all it's all crazy. But I saw last night you were tweeting out. You were watching um, Oklahoma State versus K-State where K-State just put one down on them this year. It was, it was They embarrassed Oklahoma State. Well, all the, uh, all the sports are done with. I, I'm not going to watch the Royals every day. I don't, I don't have the capacity in me to put up with that amount of losing. So I'm rewatching some K-State games. I'm looking forward to, to kind of doing the whole season again. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Have you seen some of these schedules? I know people are down on the SEC schedule. Have you seen what their schedules look like the next couple of weeks? Alabama plays at Wisconsin for a non-com game in two years. Not this year, but the year after. It's insane. Yeah, they always have one good non-conference game, but then but later on they'll play, they'll play like the Citadel. It doesn't matter, man. They'll they're, play the Citadel in like week who cares? 10. Who cares? They're playing eight conference games, but they're playing a bunch of great non-conference no, games. They need well. to go to nine conference games. It's pretty pathetic that they're only at eight conference games. What? Don't wave me off. 17 straight years of having the most draft picks for the conference. Because they play insane. the Citadel every year. Well, then why are people drafting their players? 
They've the got NFL great talent, the but they're the not. The but they're not going twelve weeks to play a top-notch schedule. What's Fesco called? East Tonell State. Yeah. <laughs> they're coasting. They've been coasting for years. They've got great talent. They do. I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing that they're the best football conference. How is K State versus Alabama? Come on, man. They, they, That's K a State, low blow. K State had everything to play for. Baylor didn't give a crap. Wait, so because I was right about the scheduling thing that they should play nine conference games, you think it's appropriate to throw that at me? Bama hammered them. That's tough, man. In a game they really didn't give the a crap about. The year before, they just beat LSU. I'm just saying, man. What do you mean? Give them their credit. Wait, so you want Bama? You got them. And we beat LSU the year before that. You wanted Bama? You got them. But we got LSU. We beat them. <laughs> then what happened? And then we lost to Alabama. I'm just saying. Hey, Cynthia Freeland, you like her? They just joined us. That was good. That was a very good. nice girl. Formative. Here, here's where Kelsey sits. I mentioned uh, yardage in the postseason because people bring up Gonzalez yards because Gonzalez played at a younger age, right? And he was the, he played with some worse quarterbacks. We all know Tony Gonzalez did because Travis just played with Alex and Mahomes. His seventh straight go back to even Smith, who has always been great with tight ends, and then Mahomes. Here's postseason. Games played. Jerry Rice, 29 games played in the postseason. Kelsey, 18. Gronk, 22. Grice has 2,245 yards. Again, 29 games. Kelsey, second all-time, 1,548 yards, 18 games played. Gronk has played 22, 1,389. So your top three are Rice, Kelsey, and Gronk for postseason yardage. Do you want to know about receptions, Grant? Yes, you do. Sure. Rice, 151. Again, 29 games. Kelsey, 133 and 18. Kelsey's going to pass his ass, man, in a couple of games. Gronk sitting with 118. So that, that is a uh, tangible thing for there. Also, Jerry Rice, 22 touchdowns in the postseason, who averaged 77 yards a game in the postseason. Kelsey, a nice cool 86 yards of reception or uh, a game receiving. Kelsey, 16 touchdowns, number two all-time. Gronk, number three all-time with 15. I mean, I'm here all day for this argument. Is he the greatest of all time? He is. Yeah, he's, he may not catch, you know, Gonzalez and career yard. Who gives a crap? The dude's a winner. He's got two rings, and he's got a stretch of seven straight 1,000-yard seasons, and we've only seen one other tight end in the history of the game have three consecutive 1,000-yard seasons and Greg Olson, and Kelsey's passed him plus added one. And at this point, knock on wood, he doesn't show any signs of slowing down. I, I don't know. We'll, I mean, we'll, last year was one of his best years yet. 100%. I mean, he's been the main target. He's not been the main target. It doesn't it, matter. It likely won't go on forever, but at this point, there's no reason to think that there's a slowdown coming imminently. I think the most impressive thing about last year was he was public enemy number one. And I know Juju was here and Marquez Vela. Come, they're not Tyreek Hill. Like Tyreek Hill, okay, that helps him out because that's a distraction. You mean like in terms of he's the main option? 100%. Okay. It's just like when they played in the playoffs way back when when Smith was a quarterback and they went down to Houston one, then they went to New England, and they just put the bracket on Kelsey and tried to slow him down. But he is public enemy number one. I mean, he's by far and away their best offensive option outside the quarterback, Mahomes. But they can't stop him. But, Grant, he signed with CAA in the offseason. That's who handles his rights off the field. We've seen him host Saturday Night Live now. He's going to be playing the match with Mahomes. He's a late night show guy. I mean, this he has got a major. And plus, he did ESPN like the pregame stuff for the Super Bowl when the Chiefs actually weren't in the Super Bowl. He'll host the. He'll do so much stuff, man. Like the sky's the limit. So, how long will he play football? I don't know. 
Is he doing it to run? Like, what, what happens if the Chiefs don't actually make an AFC title game, which they have every year Mahomes is quarterback, which is insane. It's but, a lot of miles. It's a lot of miles. But now it's put up or shut up time for the Chiefs. Now it's time to uh, now it's time to chill. Very short time the Chiefs have to chill before they show up to training camp. Can you believe we're already at the June 15th? Yeah, I mean, it's going by definitely quick. I mean, this was the last day. They had three separate mini camps. OT or OTAs. This, this is, is the, the toughest only... stretch, though, between now and the the start of uh, training camp. It's called. This is the toughest stretch. Be quiet. Just chill out. Don't cause a distraction. Relax. Don't be that guy. Don't don't have any. Just they don't want distractions. Keep your head down. Stay at Keep the crib. Your head down. Stay home. You know. Relax. Stay out of trouble. Yeah. Just get ready for St. Joe, because this town's ready to go, man. I-29 is going to be a bumper-to-bumper, I would say mess, but it's going to be a fun mess. It's going to be a hot mess because it will be hot. Maybe I'll try to go. Maybe I'll get a day up there. We should. Yeah. There's no reason you shouldn't be up there. They, they have breweries up there. You can go to uh, Riverbluff Brewing, all that. My man Uncle D's not up there anymore. Or I'd recommend you go there. People are going to go up there and they want to see Rasheed Rice. You know, see what he could do, see what this defense that I, I'm really liking defensive progress this year for the Chiefs. And you may say, why? Well, I think it's going to be a top 10 defense. I think they're going to be a top five team in sacks. And I think they're going to be a top five scoring defense. You say, oh, this is pretty crazy, Jay. Well, they were 12th in total defense last year. And now you have the second year of these defensive backs instead of year one. But they're actually 11th in yards given up per game. So they don't have far to go. 27th the year before, 16th before, 17th before that. Scoring-wise, 16th, 8th, 10th, 7th. So saying they'd be top 10, they've been top 10 three the last four years. Sacks, 55 last year, 31 and 32 the two previous years. And then, oh, when they got another ring, 45. So when the Chiefs get sacks, they win rings. But regardless, the Chiefs spoke today. I'll bring you that next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And welcome back, Jay Binkley. Grant Nicholson producing the operation. Who's on your hat, uh, Grant? Is that the K-State? My K-State Wildcat hat, yeah. Gotcha. You have to represent. You still get your girlfriend? Yes, I do. No way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes way. No way, now. Almost two years. I know. That's crazy, man. Like, Even I keep walking in here waiting for you to say, I'm single again, Jay. I'm swiping right like a, you know what? But you don't, man. Did you meet her swiping right? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, dude. Tender? She messaged me first, though. Was it a Tinder date? No, no, no. no. It was one of the classier ones. What, what's classy? Bumble, Hinge, what, uh, I Fish, think it was, or whatever? It was, it was Bumble. Farmers only? She a cow milker, Grant? Not not huge in the farming did you technology. you think your uh, tractor was sexy? I went to an ag school. I know I'm you not did. Sure she's... How big is Farmers Only there? I <laughs> did no idea. You weren't on it? You weren't no, tempted no. to jump on Farmers Only? I'm not a farm guy. Well, who cares? Meet a I, farm girl. I haven't even gone like cow tipping or anything interesting. Well, I mean, you, know, you don't have to. Cows certainly don't appreciate being tipped. They really don't because they can't get up. They're also huge it, it, and terrifying. Yeah, it's not cool either, man. You know? It's not like they can get up, you know. It's a big problem. Andy Reid spoke today, who just showed up, by the way, at his uh, ring ceremony. 
Him and his wife, Tammy. He had uh, tennis shoes on. Tennis shoes are what people are rocking with the suits, man. Doesn't matter where you go, Graham. People are rocking the tennis shoes. Not just a suit, a tuxedo for Big Red. Tuxedo, yeah, it was more than a suit. Uh, do you rock tennis shoes with a, a suit? or hey, What the hell am I thinking? You don't wear suits. I went to a wedding the other day, wore a suit. I went to one last weekend. In dress shoes. My kid got married. Oh, congratulations. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. But, yeah, I wear tennis shoes with everything. I wear tennis shoes at work every day. It's popular. Why not? Why wouldn't you? It's comfortable. Be comfortable. Don't be a pretender, man. You know what I'm saying? Just be yourself. And that's what people are being. They're being themselves. But Andy Reid spoke today about what a champion feels like. Yeah, you feel like you, you know, you, you've accomplished something. Obviously, you're happy, most of all, for the guys that, that have gone through this thing and endured to the end. It's a, it's a long haul. There are a lot of ups and downs. A lot of things that you got to work through, whether it's personally or, or playing wise, you, you've got to work through all that stuff. And, and so and these guys are humans. They all have, everybody has issues. So since it's the time, since it's the time for the Chiefs, because tonight's last night of celebration, then it's shutting down time. But here's Reed. He's very happy because 99% of the people were at camp in some capacity. Some had to sit out, but they were there except for Chris Jones. And Reed will explain that when he's expecting to be back at camp. We all know about the, you know, he's a veteran player. This is what happens, and he wants that contract extended, which they'll do, because right now the Chiefs have the fewest cap money, cap dollars in the NFL. But here was Reed about all the players that are here and how it's time to move on. Yeah, I look at what's real. I mean, we had 99% of the team here, except for Chris. Everybody was here and uh, working hard. And so that's the important thing to me. I mean, everything else we can talk about, but they're here working. And uh, we've got good leadership in that locker room. Uh, they know this is all nice. White House was nice. This is going to be nice tonight. But uh, it's that's history. It's all been done. Now it's uh, forward. And that's the way they've approached this offseason. It's been, it's been fun to watch. I like that, man. It's all about moving forward, putting uh, everything behind you, moving on. Because tonight's kind of the, you know, hey, Celebrate one last time. They've done all their trips, the tours, the White House, everything else. Tonight they get the rings. Then it's shut down for a couple of weeks and move on. This is what Reed plans to do. It's going to be hard for him probably to take some time off. I, I, uh, I'll take a little time, yeah. Most of the coaches take time now. Um, well, you know, this was a shorter offseason because of what we went through. So the coaches jumped right into free agency and, and then uh, the draft stuff, evaluation stuff, and then the OTA. So there hasn't been – a ton of time off for him. So this will this gives guys an opportunity to get away. It gives me an opportunity to get away. So Andy Reid's taking a few time going to the beach, probably out in California, chilling out. And he was asked uh, what he learned from the last time, trying to repeat. What do you have to change about yourself when you are the target for the NFL? Everybody wants to beat you. As far as scheme, I mean, we we try to change that up every year a little bit. I mean, you have their base plays, but then we try to add a bunch of new stuff in there. It keeps everybody alive and. Um, and then um, I'm short and sweet on messages. I think the truth happens on the field. You know, toughness is it's one thing to talk about toughness, but reality is you got to go do it, show it. Uh, by And then uh, when you invest time in something, then you're less likely to put out a poor performance. You, know, you take a lot of pride in that. And uh, so time and effort become a big part of being a professional football player. Yeah, you know, so that's uh, I don't do a lot of talking. I don't do a lot of talking to them. It's more let this is what we're gonna do. Let's go do it with some energy. You know, be a energy giver, and not an energy taker, and let's roll.
Because Reed, man, is if anything's going to be said about Andy Reed, you know, the fact that he, how hard he works, and he isn't a big talker, and he lets the actions speak for themselves. He is fifth all-time in coaching wins, second all-time in postseason wins. He's now been to the Super Bowl four times, won it twice, uh, but he's got a little bit of time off. But uh, Mahomes said it still doesn't stop Andy Reid. And this is where Andy Reid remind reminds me of Bill Walsh, and I'll explain next. But here's Mahomes saying what will happen between now and training camp. Reid comes up with the ideas at 4 a.m. Like I, I try to leave, and then he, he always calls me at the most random times. Like he'll call me at like 4 a.m., and I'm just like, Coach, I'm sleeping. And he's like, he's up, he's up, he saw a play that he likes, he wants to talk to me about. And so it's, uh, I know I love it though. We, we love football, and that's why we get to come up with these creative plays because he's always working. Freaking love that, Grant. 4 a.m. You know, you, you know, he's not sleeping. He's probably up at that point. A lot of guys get up early, you know, at that point. He's, he's thinking about plays. He's thinking, how can I make, oh man, I got my homes. All right, this is so fun because he has been a changed dude since Mahomes is a quarterback. Now he can facilitate everything that comes to his mind and what he wants to do. Bill Walsh, the uh, mastermind of the 49ers and the West Coast offense, I read his book. I don't read many books unless they have pictures, but I did read Bill Walsh's. It's good building a, a championship. What was that? Pete Carroll's. I read Pete Carroll's too. But Bill Walsh used to go out to dinner with his wife, and he'd grab a napkin at the restaurant and draw a play out. He would think of a play. Ooh, I got to have Joe Montana do this. Or, you know, got to have him, you know, Joe can facilitate this and do this. And he'd write a play. At a, this reminds me of Andy Reid because he's been known to do that stuff. But at 4 a.m., hey, let's call Patrick Mahomes. Guys, some guys just like football, love football, always thinking about football. But you're waking up at 4 a.m. and thinking about how to get better. You're a winner, man. You're a complete winner. And both these guys are. Both these guys want more. Bink, are you up at 4 a.m. watching tape sometimes? No, but I've been known to be up at 4 a.m. watching NFL Network, like reruns <laughs> of crap. Like, I couldn't sleep after the Chiefs games. Like, doing the post game, I'd, you know, I'd go home. Get even home if, late. Yeah. Or even if it was like 2 a.m. or 3, because there's a lot of night games. So, obviously, there'd be a lot of late nights. Like Got two that and energy three drink coursing through your system. Because well, I like watching, rewatching the game, and you, just, you know, NFL Network's always reshowing them or whatever. And you just, it's something to watch, and you hear people talking about the game or putting the Chiefs down and pissing me off, like, you know, everybody else. But. Oh, they just barely won. Who cares, man? They won the game. People don't care if you won by two points, three points, one point, ten points, twenty points. There's a W and an L beside every game. But 4 a.m., Grant, I'm going to start calling you at 4 a.m. I'm going to say, you know what, Grant? I really, really like what you did with that music because it fit into the topic, fit in completely with it. I loved it. I'm going to start calling you at 4 a.m. I'll be honest, Pink. I'm not going to answer those phone calls. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to attempt it. Though. I appreciate it. I want you to have a missed call for you. Okay. All right. Coming up next, though, we're going to go out to Buffalo. Some of the covers of Buffalo Bills because the Stephon Diggs thing is funny to me. How serious should we take Buffalo Bills? Because I'm ready to put the Cincinnati Bengals as public enemy number two. Actually, one behind the Chiefs. one. Bills would be two behind the Kansas City Chiefs. But should I do it or not? Plus, we'll check in with Dusty Likens, the dirty werewolf, um, whose show this is, down on the red carpet next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.